So welcome to Advent for 2022, right? So traditional Advent is four weeks culminating in Christmas morning. The traditional Advent series is hope, peace, love, and joy. So that's what we're going to do this this year. Um, so today is a sermon about, about hope. And... Um, Rather than an expositional series for Advent, you always end up with a topical series. So today's message is about hope. Let's uh, open with a word of prayer. Almighty God, how amazing is this time of year as the, the days grow short and the nights grow long and it starts to get cold. Heavenly Father, we know that this is the time that we celebrate when your Son came to earth. Lord Jesus, how incredible a time it is to celebrate what it is you did for us and what it must have been like for those who did not know and did not understand. They had a hope that the Lord would somehow create a way for them to overcome sin, knowing that they were completely incapable. And so, Lord, you took it upon yourself to create that way. And what an amazing solution to the problem. Jesus, we look at what you did for us coming to earth, turning away from your fully deserved throne in heaven and coming down and living a very ordinary life. And yet so incredibly extraordinary in so many ways at the same time. Lord Jesus, we look at this particular season and remember the promise and the fulfillment of that hope for what must have been an incredible, unbelievable solution to the problem of sin. We thank you and praise you for this time and we ask that you would come down and leave your mark upon our hearts that we would come to understand hope in a better way. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So I went and I looked for a working definition of hope and I found several explanations, but this was the best one that I, I, I came, came across. Biblical hope is a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. And so I was looking at a bunch of verses related to hope, and I noticed that some of them did not actually use the word hope in them. But clearly the message was one of hope. And so I dug up a list of what all these verses were, 
and put them together. And I want you to listen to these verses and watch for the connection that points you to Jesus here. And as for why we need hope, the Apostle Paul gives us a very good reason. Romans 15, 4. Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The hope is in Jesus, in Jesus' coming. And he is the hope because he is the one bringing salvation. When we hear the word hope every time, we should be thinking of Jesus. Hope begins all the way back in God's words to Abraham. Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and he said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. A message of hope from God to Abram. And Moses writes this down. The amazing thing to me is here, even this far back, he believed the Lord, and the Lord counted it to him as righteousness. This is the message for hope. In another place, Moses writes, Deuteronomy 31.6. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Many years later, the prophet Jeremiah wrote in Lamentations, Lamentations 3, 21 to 24. Lamentations 3, 21 to 24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. You need to understand something about Jeremiah. 
Jeremiah lived in a very difficult time. There were endless wars and sieges on Jerusalem during the time of Jeremiah. One of the books that Jeremiah leaves us is called Lamentations. And you can imagine what that means to the people of Israel. David writes, Psalm 62, 5 and 6. Psalm 62, 5 and 6. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Later in Psalms, Psalm 147, 11. Psalms 147, 11. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Do you hear Jesus in there? Proverbs 23:18. Proverbs 23:18. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. The prophet Isaiah our old friend. And this verse gets used over and over many, many times. Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes the word wait there gets translated as hope. They who hope for the Lord. Jeremiah again. Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Even in the most despairing conditions that Jeremiah lived in, he gives us these messages of future and a hope. Zephaniah 3.17. Zephaniah 3.17. This is actually a pretty tough one to try and find in your Bible, by the way. So, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. This is Jesus. You can hear Jesus in that verse. And yet, in retrospect, it's easy for us to see it. 
and what it must have been like to have lived through that period of time, especially near the end of the 400 years of silence, and wondering, did God forsake us? Have we been forgotten? And then, of course, Christ comes. Jesus has several messages about hope. I just selected a few. Mark 9, 23. Mark 9, 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. The word hope doesn't get used here, but clearly it's a message of hope from Jesus. Mark 4, 30 to 34. Mark 4, 30 to 34. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. Jesus speaks of hope, but the meaning is hidden. Jesus hides the meaning, but clearly the messages are ones of hope. Luke 18, 35 to 43. Luke 18, 35 to 43. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. A message in a miracle of hope for a blind man. John 5, 6. John 5, 6. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Aramaic 
called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. And in these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going down, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Jesus is the hope, clearly. And I love this passage out of John because the man in a very human sort of way, is focusing on, I can't get down into the water. And Jesus is telling him, the water doesn't matter. Do you want to be healed? The water doesn't matter. And we're focused on the water. It's just what we do. We're human. We don't understand how God can solve these problems. Now we cross out of the Gospels and into the Epistles. And the Apostle Paul gives us great messages of hope. I'll give you a few from Paul and a few from others. Second Corinthians 4.18 2 Corinthians 4.18 So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Later in Romans 15.13, Romans 15.13, May the God of hope fill you and all, with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Hope is the most important thing. First Timothy 4.10 First Timothy 4.10 For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. First Peter 5.10 and 11 First Peter 5. 10 and 11. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. 
to be in the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Again, nowhere is the word hope used here, but the message is clearly a message of hope from Peter. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Titus 1, 1 and 2. Titus 1, 1 and 2. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. Pointing all the way back to Abraham and even before, here's Paul giving us a message of hope. And finally, at the very end, we come to John. Revelations 21.4. Revelations 21.4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Every week, Riley and Colleen pick the music, and Bill and I give very, very vague reference to what the passage will be about. And so Riley and Colleen figure out what we should do for the music that week. And every week it amazes me because somehow the Holy Spirit, there, it, it's almost like there's a connection between what I'm thinking, at least this is for me, and I'm sure Bill realizes this at, at times too, that they know exactly what the music needs to be. This is one that we did just today. Living Waters, the chorus. There's a river that flows with mercy and love, bringing joy to the city of our God. There are hope is secure. Do not fear anymore. Praise the Lord of living waters. I love this image in the city of our God, the new Jerusalem, where all of God's people will come to live. And this is why Jesus came. Our hope comes from a faith in a new thing that came from the Lord. The Lord is the one who makes the path of salvation and righteousness. 
And at this Advent season, we think of the hope of being righteous before God. And the cost of that righteousness is paid by Jesus. I love the image of Jesus coming as the innocent infant born of Mary so long ago. This is our hope. We hope in the faithfulness of our God. We hope in the promise of Jesus coming back again. And we hope in the infant Jesus, born of Mary, laying in a manger with shepherds and wise men, kings even, who seek him. And then sent into exile to Egypt. And Jesus comes to know what it is to grow to be a man and a prophet and a teacher and a rabbi. And what it is to be the Son of God. And what it is to be rejected and condemned. And to walk up on Calvary Hill, carrying all the sins of the world for all time for you and for me, and to be killed for that, dying for us. But the grave could not hold him, and he rose again on the third day. And Jesus did this to bring us all in together, his church. This is God's message for us. God picks us for himself. God knows the one who paid for all sins, all the sins of all time. And God knows only his son is just and true and can stand in the gap for the sins of all of God's people. Jesus is this one, the servant and the crown prince, the king, not created, not made. Jesus is the one that comes, the servant, the son of God. He is the eternal king forever sovereign. Let's pray. Almighty God, hope is such an incredible ephemeral thing, and yet it has the ability for God's people to believe that they can move mountains. Heavenly Father, we don't understand what it is to move the mountains. So many of us are focused on how are we going to move these rocks. Just as the crippled man was focused on the water, we focus on the rocks. Not understanding that Jesus has something much bigger and much more important, and so right. We all miss it, Heavenly Father. And we are slow to learn. We have a message of hope, even when we focus on the rocks. But I can't lift these rocks. And I'm worried about how am I going to move these rocks. Lord Jesus, 
you are the one that solves all the problems. And you've already built that bridge for all of us from time immemorial. Lord Jesus, we celebrate that. And we celebrate that you paid the penalty for us. And that is the hope. And our hope is in you when you come back again or you call us home. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you and we love you for all that you've done for us. Give us that hope. Amen.